What is up, Still Studians? Happy Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, and welcome to episode number 418 of the study session. I I don't know if it was from yelling, I'm sure that's part of it, but it's also my seasonal allergies. I can't hit those high notes right now. I think this happened to me last year. So it's more of a subdued opening here. Nonetheless, life is still good. Welcome to episode 418, where we are going to talk all Pittsburgh Steelers here on this episode of the study session in beautiful, beautiful studyings. My gratitude to you for being supporters of the show, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Jim Wexel and I just recorded the latest episode of the Still City Insider podcast yesterday, episode number 37. Be sure to check that out. And let's jump into it. So it's Wednesday and it's game day eve because the Pittsburgh Steelers play their Thursday night contest tomorrow in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. Very important AFC North matchup. The Steelers have an opportunity to go up 2-0 in the division with only four divisional games to play. All those games, divisional games, are packed in toward the end of the season. So getting this win tomorrow can be a big lift for this team. It'll make everybody forget about that New England Patriots loss and get back on a winning trajectory. In terms of injuries, the Steelers listed Devin Bush as potentially being limited if they were to practice on Monday. They had to issue a hypothetical injury report being that it's a short week. But yesterday on Tuesday, Devin Bush did play. There's nobody else on the injury list. So he will go tomorrow. He will play. He will start inside. So that is good news. And I can't believe I'm saying that's good news. But Bush has played well so far the first two games. For the Browns, it's a complete opposite story. They are a team that has beat up Jadavian Clowney, one of their outside linebackers has been ruled out of the contest. And yesterday, Miles Garrett, the outside backer extraordinaire, did not practice. So not sure what that means. Don't know if they were just giving him a day of rest. But he he didn't practice. We'll have to monitor the injury report today to see what happens. If he misses another day of practice, then potentially he could be in jeopardy of playing on Thursday. I don't think Garrett is going to miss a Steelers game. He's going to want to be out there. This is going to be a heated contest. Both teams hate each other. Those Cleveland fans are going to be ferocious. So I fully expect him to be out there when the game kicks off. So, again, big contest. One thing to keep in mind here is the Browns lost a heartbreaker to the Jets. 31-30, to a game that they were winning, a game that they should have won, and they allowed a boatload of passing yards and touchdowns from Joe Flacco of all quarterbacks. And the Jets, I mean, let's be honest, they're not a great team. And this game 
was in Cleveland. And the fact that they lost to the Jets, I think, says a little bit about what you need to know about this Cleveland team. Are they a juggernaut? No. Are they a good team? Well, that's debatable after this past loss. And the other thing to keep in mind, too, being that it was so close to 31 to 30 loss, there is an emotional, I guess, tax that comes along with that type of game. And we saw it the previous week when the Steelers played the Bengals into overtime. You know, the the Browns took it hard. The fan base took it hard. And there could be some lingering residual effects. Now, some people might argue, well, it's going to make them more focused than ever. They're going to want to get that taste out of their mouth of that loss. Yeah, that's true. But there's also could be some questioning like, hey, are we really a good team? We couldn't beat the Jets. And then you have these injuries on top of it. This could be an opportune time for the Steelers to strike for them to get off the schneid. Because... As bad as Steelers Nation feels after the 17-14 to 14 loss to the Patriots, they could take solace in knowing that they didn't lose 31-30 to the Jets. They gave up 31 points to a Joe Flacco-led Jets. No knock on Flacco, but dude's almost 40. He's been around for a long time. So... The other thing to keep in mind about this contest against the Browns, it's really going to come down to whether or not the Steelers can stop the running game of the Cleveland Browns. We all know what Nick Chubb could do. He's a cutback runner. He can be powerful. They also have Kareem Hunt there, and that's going to have to be the priority of the Steelers' defense is shutting down the run. And if they can control the running game, then they have a great opportunity to win. At quarterback, it's Jacoby Brissett, who really is an average quarterback. He's probably a little bit better. Eh, maybe not a little bit better. Probably just as average as Mitch Trubisky, so you can't expect too much there from their passing game. He is mobile, so the Steelers will have to be disciplined in their rushing lanes to not let Brissett break contain and beat them for a big play. But again, it all comes down to stopping the run. They have to be prepared to do that, and they have to execute. So that really, in a nutshell, is this ball game. Can the Pittsburgh Steelers stop the run? In terms of the Cleveland defense, it's not great. Again, they gave up 31 points to the Jets. The Steelers must get the running game going. There's been a lot of heat on Matt Canada this week in terms of the offense that he's called. And he was really kind of evasive in his press conference on Tuesday, didn't really answer any of the pointed questions that the reporters were throwing out there to him, was kind of sidestepping and dancing around questions, didn't really want to tackle things head on, but he's feeling the heat, he's feeling the pressure, he knows what has to happen, he knows he has to make adjustments. I'm sure there have been conversations with Mike Tomlin with the organization that they have to get this thing remedied and fixed. And hopefully there has been some self-study and evaluation that has taken place following that Patriots game to get things corrected, to, to right the ship. And whether that means throwing more to the middle of the field, whether that means calling more straight-ahead runs that have limited reads for the running back, 
because, again, there's been some criticism of Harris that he is trying to bounce it outside or he's making the wrong read. How about just calling a running play where you just say, hey, you're going right between the center and the right guard. You're running right there, whether or not the hole is open or closed. Maybe simplify. I don't know. But hopefully that type of analysis and self-reflection is occurring so that they can make the adjustments needed to score some points. There's been more talk about the the bickering in the offense, offensive huddle, that the players were clamoring for the plays to be changed. We also found out yesterday that Mitch Trubisky doesn't have the autonomy to audible out of play calls. And Matt Canada even referred to that, said that that aspect of the offense is limited. And that can't be a good thing if you're really trusting a guy to lead your team at the quarterback position. He should have that power to make an audible or make a call. But this is for certain. If this offense doesn't get going, if we had the type of, what word can I use here? I don't want to say controversy. I think that's a bit too strong. But if we had these little sparks that came out of the Patriots game, if there's another dud on offense tomorrow night, then this thing could get real ugly real fast. Do I think that the Steelers are going to fire Matt Canada? No, but there's always a first for everything. Maybe it could be something like what happened with Adrian Clem last year where he left to take another job. Could we see that with Canada? Maybe. Maybe you could see Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach, promoted to offensive coordinator. Again, let's give Canada at least one more shot before we really start going hard on him and criticizing his scheme, and that's going to happen tomorrow in Cleveland. In other news and notes, Joe Hayden signed a one-day contract with the Cleveland Browns to retire after 12 seasons. Congratulations to Joe Hayden. He was a model stealer when he was here. He provided many good years to that Steelers defense, was just a great guy. So very, very grateful and appreciative of what Hayden brought, not just to the Steelers, but even to the Browns and to the NFL for just being not only a good cornerback, but just an overall great human being in the league. And studying, that's going to do it for today's episode number 418 as we make the climb to 500. We are pushing forward here. We are geared up for this Cleveland Browns contest, AFC North football. It's probably going to be another slobber knocker. It's probably going to be another three-point game. It's probably going to be one of those games where you're frustrated, even if it is a win, because it'll probably be ugly, nasty, gritty, everything that Pittsburgh Steelers football has been about these past several years. But the only thing that matters is when that final second ticks off the clock, that they have more points than the Browns and that their win-loss total jumps to 2-1, and 2-0 in the AFC North. And studying, that's going to do it for today's episode here on this Wednesday, this hump day. The official for I think today's the official first day of fall. September 21st, 2022. My gratitude to Yins. I hope you are having an amazing week. And if you're not, you know what? Stop right now and make a change and make the damn thing a great week. We are in control of what we experience. It's up to you. Quit asking or waiting on someone else to make you have a great day or a great week or a great month or a great life. It's up to you. Get after it. Get it done. Let's go. You got this. I'm predicting amazing things for you. I hope you have a phenomenal day. 
Do something positive for yourself and someone else. Let's connect. We could do that one of three ways. Comment directly on the articles. Hit me up via email, the still study at Gmail. Give me a follow on Twitter at still study. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wux over in his site, The Still City Insider. It is linked in the show notes. Don't forget that The Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget about that donut button. You know what it is. And remember, on this gorgeous Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. You will have an amazing day.